Famcast Media. Bitch. Some viewers may find the following video disturbing. Viewer discretion is advised. Broadcasting live from a secret location in Compton, California. The talk show that makes psychiatrists see other psychiatrists. 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 
Pigs Radio. You're now tuned in to the longest podcast in the Pigs Neverse. Zach, we're almost at episode 500, and I still don't have shit fucking planned. You I got a that? lot of things planned. Yeah? Just put Rabbit, rabbit in uh, your discount code. Follow the... Again with the Rabbit with the discount code. Where are we going to get the discount code from? <laughs> we'll figure it out. Okay. I'll throw some tickets up there. Okay. For what show? For, for this. Fu- for, for Pigs for, Radio. For 500? For 500. For the, I, I don't know. I mean, we're going to sell tickets for the fucking studio? Yeah, why not? Okay. I mean, I can we'll, do that. We'll have, uh, uh, you know, what do they call it? Merchability. We'll have Merchability come down. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He'll, he loves he'll, us. He'll uh, throw down some uh, some hot dogs or something. Ooh. He's got the, pa- the patio's done, right? That's right. No, he was doing the uh, stuffed uh, jalapeno whatever. It, we'll get him down here. We'll are, the, are those complimentary? Yes. Yes. Just make you, sure are, you, use... you are definitely invited okay. to have some of that. Yeah. <laughs> Just remember to use rabbit in, uh, <laughs> your the, discount, rabbit your, in the discount code. Uh, we haven't had anything <laughs> planned as of yet. I don't know. I'm getting. St- I'm starting to get scared, Zach. Uh, it's all good. Episode 500 is almost around the corner. But before we get to that, we have episode 490. Fucking dude. Yes, sir. I should even drop my phone with the explosion. Oh shit. Be careful, Mario. I know. I know. Things are exciting. It's not under Hot coverage everywhere. anymore. It's not what? It's not under coverage. Oh, you're right. Wait, wait, do I have insurance? No, I probably not. No, probably not. Uh, we just uh, we just opened up the show with some Jackie uh, Mendez. She was out there hanging out at the Michelada Rumble yesterday with, uh, with Trish Toledo. Mm-hmm. For everyone who came out, uh, shout out to everyone who was out there hanging out by the Lucha Libre ring. Uh, East Los uh, Productions out there handling down. I think that's Hell the yeah. name. I probably fucked it up. But shout out to you, Alex. You You do halfway decent work, man. I mean, you know. You get the good wrestlers, so yeah. So yeah, that's all that matters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so shout out to everyone who came out yesterday. It was a beautiful day out in Santa Anita Racetrack. Uh, the sun, As always, always. You know what, though? Sometimes the sun comes out beating fucking like relentless, but nah, man. The sun, the sun was hiding. There were some clouds. It was, it was a nice, beautiful, muggy yeah. day. Yeah. It was so good. So yeah, man. Good shit. We had Jackie Mendes on the show before doing a live performance. You need to have her come back down. Like, I think her band did all acoustics of that day. Yeah, that day. Yeah. Yeah. She's so, good. She's good. I love that song, that track. It's good stuff. Red flags. You got to watch out for them. You got to watch out for the red flags here on Pigs Radio. The only way you do that is by following us. You got to hit all those like buttons across all those social medias or poke us or DM us or whatever the fuck. I don't know. Do something with us. I hate to say it, though, Mario. Yeah, what? I'm colorblind. Oh, okay. Yeah. But, I mean, just hit the thumbs up then. A flag's a flag. <laughs> a flag is a flag no matter what. <laughs> red or not. Hey, wait. Are you colorblind? No, no. Oh, okay. Yeah. Because that would make a lot of sense, maybe. I'll take them all. Take what? Colors? Yeah. Okay, take them all on. Yeah. The fuck? <laughs> You're part of the rainbow, I guess. Yes, sir. Uh, shout out to everyone who's on board right now on the chat. We see all our friends on there. D-Rotten, all the way from Jersey. Holy shit. Uh, it's like the future out there. KZ Chaos in. Oh, wow. Liz Gomez. They're all tuning in because we have if, special if, guests. If she's listening. Yes. It's Miss Chaos listening. I got to be on my best behavior. Uh-oh. Got to watch out with, uh, with all them hazy chaoses out there. Uh, Casa de Brujas representing, as always, uh, they'll be performing live at the, uh, not the uh, the Rabbit Fest, but uh, at the <laughs> Goth Oween Fest happening on October 20th. That's Friday, guys. City of Maywood. Get your tickets on Eventbrite. Discount code Rabbit. No discount code <laughs> Rabbit. Uh, but tickets are getting, are, are selling out fast, guys. So make sure you guys jump on there. I think there's a pre sale right now. So go on there. 10 bands, 7 DJs. Rabbit. 
it's insane. 30 plus vendors. Oh, yeah. It's all the spooky Halloween stuff that's happening, all the top tier goth bands that you can get. Flying in some talent from Mexico City. Yeah. Holy shit. It's gonna Three be floors? Three floors. No, two floors, three sections. Oh, no, that's the thing. Discount code Revit. <laughs> <laughs> For that extra floor? Yeah. Okay, well. God. We just figured it out. Okay. That's what we're I don't know what floor you're talking about. Don't worry about it. Okay. That's my production. There we go. <laughs> Uh, once again, thank you guys for tuning in. Pigs Radio, episode 492. We have a special guest. Zach was actually our, our middleman. Uh, Zach, thank you for finally b- pulling your weight and booking some fucking awesome people to come down and talk to us. You know, I, gotta, I only have a few bullets, and when I pull the trigger, I got to make sure that I get, what, I get something good. Okay. You know? I, you know what? You're right. You barely... You, and, <laughs> yes, don't 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 miss the shot that you got, man. Actually, but, uh, I got to give a shout out to uh, Hazy Chaos, because uh, they... Linked us with with our our, our guest uh, was able to perform on the same bill. Um, it was at one of the shows at the Offbeat, um, and so with us today is none other than the one, the only John Masari. Thank you for coming down to Pigs. Hold on, I gotta switch my camera. I can't switch the camera and clap my hands. Welcome, John, to Pig Studios and Pigs Radio. Thank you. And I just finished a delect- delectable dinner of. Tacos. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, earlier on, like I, I was hungry. I was like, "Damn, dude! Like I'm fucking starving. I'm gonna go grab some tacos." I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna ask John if he wants some fucking yes. tacos. Yes. And I, I didn't really know what to like expect. Like I don't know Pastor. if he was expecting some fucking some I don't know some seven class meal from Hollywood. I don't know. Like I'm dealing with yeah. an American fucking composer here. And I mean, we're gonna get into all of that, but I mean, number one, thank you for taking the time yeah. and coming to Compton. Yeah. In, in in your Volvo, that's fucking awesome. Thank uh, you. He has a beautiful Volvo parked in the front, dude. Oh, man. What, what year is that, by the way? It's an uh, it's an '88. Okay. Which is the exact year that Killer Clowns was fuck released. Yes. And it's basically indestructible. <laughs> It looks so beautiful, uh, yeah. so well intact. Yeah, it's just it, it's uh, thanks to my uh, my mother in law said I'm going to sell my Volvo, but I want to give it to you. And I said I will take your Volvo. <laughs> and I got rid of my Toyota. <laughs> uh, uh, should I get the Toyota anyway? But to have both. Well, you know what? It's nice to have one car. You're right. You know, less of Tags a foot, less less of less of a footprint. Yeah. Yeah. One thousand percent. Yeah. But, uh, so once again, thank you for coming down, hanging out. Thank you for out. having me. Uh, it's, we've been having a great time so far. We hadn't even started the show, and we've been having, hanging out. Right. We've been jamming. We've been eating. We've been just uh, talking. And, right. Yeah. Holy you, fuck. We were having such a blast for, gosh, a, at least an hour and a half. <laughs> And now it's all now it's all wrecked. It's, it's all gone. It, no, 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 no. <laughs> There's still so much. I was trying not to be so interactive. I wasn't trying to be rude or anything. I was no, trying to focus and that's press. Right. That's fine. I just want to let the audience know that all the tacos al pastor is gone. Gone. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, guys. Gone. All, all the tacos yeah. gone. Yeah. Uh, by the way, one of my most favorite fucking taco spots in the world, and I've been to a shit ton of taco spots in LA. Best tacos al pastor that you can get around town. Best seasoning. It's right down the street from the Lin- the the women's Linwood prison, so you know it has to be good. Right down the street, uh, right off of uh, Alameda <laughs> and uh, and Imperial Highway. There's a little market called El Mercado Sol, and right, right there you have Oscarin's tacos, and they do yeah. cater. So amazing. Is is there a um, uh- a dating website hooked up with that woman's prison. Uh, you know what? If there isn't, there should be. There's definitely should be. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they're, 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 they're not right. pin pals. Uh, you know, every so many uh, days when they re- do releases, are there guys out there with a box of candy and flowers? 
<laughs> Dude, I, I'm sure it wouldn't take much because uh, half when you drive by, I've seen them just the chicks just hanging outside. No ride, no nothing, uh, just hanging out, waiting to figure out what the fuck's going to happen. And guys complain that, you know, incels, incels out there. <laughs> this is this is your calling, you know, just go by. They this, got, is, this you, is how you get a woman. You know, you, you, got a, you got a spare room or you got a room, you got, a, you, got the, you know, so, sometimes these women just, they don't need much. Just, yeah. You need a ride home it's just a, <laughs> from ride prison. Home, or ride a home, ride anywhere. Ride, just take a ride. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so, yeah, so, I mean, you can pick yourself up a nice prison girl on the way to get some tacos by us getting tacos right there. So Take them to get tacos. Take them to go get tacos. They need a good meal. Yeah. I mean, I've never been to jail, but, I mean, I heard it shit. Give them some lengua. So give them some lengua. By the way, how was the lengua? Delicious. <laughs> so, when he gave me the response, <laughs> like, yes, tacos, and it's like, pastor and lengua, and then he spells out tongue, I'm like, oh, okay, cool. Like, I got you. For yeah. sure. Then, like, damn, he knows lingua. Like, yeah. I, sp- I think I spelled it the Italian way. So I'm I dyslexic, so I wouldn't have made the. Yeah, the, the I got the, as close <laughs> as I could. <laughs> it's all good. It's all good. Uh, we just learned that you, that your wife is Mexican. Yes, yes, she is. Her, her, um, her family is from Yucatan, from Medida. Oh, and okay. so that's they also speak. They also speak a little, little, a little bit of Mayan. Oh shit! That's they, that's crazy. Yeah. My uh, my girl's family is the same. Her, her grandma actually speaks Mayan. Yeah. No way. I mean, yeah. I don't know. Uh, um, now her mother knows more than she does. She just knows certain words, right? Like, like little cute words, right? You know, like oh, that's fun, or you're you're cute, and they, and I I should learn them as well, right? You know? That'd be but good. yeah, but she they uh, it's in um, my uh, mother in law when she speaks Spanish you would when she speaks English obviously she speaks Spanish but when she speaks English she would say gosh is she from like Hungary or uh, Czechoslovakia because she has like a European kind of yeah. foreign accent I can't I, you wouldn't think that it's just Spanish but but yes she is shout out to Amy the beautiful the beautiful and um, voluptuous mm. Amy. There we go, Amy. And by the way, Zach, that's another language that you don't know how to speak to your, you know, people too, because he could barely he doesn't know any, any Spanish or Puerto Rican apparently. And well, now Puerto Rican, don't they speak Spanish? Yeah. Well, uh, there's a different yeah. Puerto Rican, Puerto Rican kind of Sp- Spanish. Puerto Rican Spanish is much different. Yes, very much so. And Zach doesn't know how to speak either oh one of them. Oh my god. <laughs> You're that's such a, a bitch. You got outed. Everyone's showing up some love right here on the uh, on the chats across the board. By the way, if you're a, if you're watching or listening across YouTube, Facebook, uh, you could join in the conversation, or you could even call in at nine zero nine four seventy five seven four four nine. You know what? We've we've been having such a great time that we haven't finished the introduction. You're right. I mean, we're going all over the place. Yes, uh, John. Normally, what we do here on Pigs, you are now part of our Pigsniverse, and the only way to do that is to break some ice. So okay. here on Pigs, since now you are now an official pig, mm-hmm. you either have to give us a pig squeal or a pig's call. What you got? Okay, well, I, I didn't rehearse for this, but I'll give one. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like a pig being choked out against its will. I love it. Yes. Yes. Thank you, John. Obviously, uh, American composer. We can go through the list, and we are, but holy fuck. I mean, obviously, the the one thing I think that... With everything that you even have here, I'm even like starting all over my words. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm still like fanboying don't, now. Don't be, don't be nervous. Uh, I'm already high too. Just, so. just be just be terrified. Yeah, that I'm always terrified. 
How'd you know? I'm scared of everything. Yes. <laughs> this world fucking scares me. Mario has to change his underwear already. I do. For many reasons. But you know. <laughs> many, many reasons. <laughs> but obviously, uh, famously known for uh, the, the, the music score of Killer Clowns from, uh, from Outer Space. Yes. Holy fuck. Yes. Cult classic. Yes. Uh, obviously, we referenced it just a little while ago from 88, mm-hmm. as much as your Volvo. Right. Uh, by the way, perfect stars aligning. I mean, just to have that in, come into you right that same year. Uh, before we even get into all of that, like, take me back to the day. Like, how do you even get into score composing? Tell me the musical journey that even led you down that road. Okay, that would that would be a couple of hours show all on its own. So I'm going to try to, like, Compact it down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, we got everything. all night. Fuck. Okay. Ever since I was a little boy, I loved the experience that music gave me. And anytime I saw a movie that, like, gave me, that, that left a big impression on me, uh, we have a call. We do. We have a call. Damn. Is, it, is this a prank call, maybe? I don't know. We'll see right now. Let's see. Uh-oh. They, okay. they got scared. They hey, wait. What happened? Oh, they got scared. It's what? probably Amy telling me not to say that she's voluptuous. Oh, okay. Okay. Amy, if you want to call in just and, and let us know, you can call in at 909-475-7449. <laughs> Anyways, so where were we? Okay, so um, I, and I just noticed when I was a little kid that movies that gave me a great experience overall had music that I liked. Right. That, um, so, like I said, b- before I discovered that I liked the music in movies, I, would, uh, I was just fascinated with the radio. You couldn't tear me away from the radio. Right. So I'd, I'd be waking up. There they are. There they are again. Go for it. All right. Caller, you're on pigs. Well, hello. Hello, <laughs> Uncle John. This is Hazy Chaos. How are you? Hi, Theo. So wait a minute. This is not a prank call. This, this is not a prank call. This is not a prank call. This is Cat and Liz. Hi. Is there you, guys, you guys got – you guys have – such awesome uh, broadcast voices that they just—it's like that uh, alluring <laughs> siren of of uh, of beauty. I love that. How are you guys I doing? Think you just, I think you just love us, John. That too. <laughs> we we uh, now I got. I'm gonna put. Um, hey, I'm gonna put them on the spot because yes. uh, I, I told them I, I made them an offer. I said you could say to people if you want that I was your ex boyfriend. Okay, and that, but he's the nice ex boyfriend, the one that comes over and like you you're know, still cool with him. That, you know that lamp doesn't work. Can you fix it for us? Oh yeah, I'll come over next Thursday. And he said we'll we'll have some popcorn for you or something like that. So yeah. Anyways, that's our, that's our little that's our little joke. They help you move. I thought it was ex husband, John. Oh, ex husband. Well, okay, we could do that. I guess, but only only if Amy's included. We love Amy. Yes, she's right. the ex-wife too. Absolutely, because she's so voluptuous. <laughs> <laughs> I hope she's listening to this. She's probably turning purple right now. <laughs> she's gonna be calling in we right now. We just wanted to call to send our love and well, make sure you're behaving. Oh yeah, thank you. These guys, oh, they've got it. This is the. I would say this is a close second to my podcast experience with you guys. <laughs> Nice. Hell yeah. Baby. We're up there. That's the best answer ever. <laughs> you passed. <laughs> well, we, we love you guys and, you know, can't wait to finish out the whole episode and hear what you guys have to say. Hi, well, Mario. Hi, Zach. Hey. hey. And shout out to you gals. Obviously, I'm always giving you guys praise. You guys need to go check out the Casa de Brujas. Uh, you guys have a few shows coming up. I saw a cancer show. Can you guys give us a little bit of info on that? 
Yeah, um, it is for our previous singer, Samantha. She was diagnosed with cancer, and that's why she left the band. So she's having a little benefit show, and they asked us to play. So we're going to play, and and all proceeds go to her and her family. This is next Saturday. Yeah, this is on the 23rd. Mm. And then we are doing Women of Horror, which Mm. is a Hazy Chaos event on the 30th Mm. um, at the Offbeat. Both of them are at the Offbeat. So hopefully people can show up and support. It's going to be a good time. It's going to be a lot of fun. There we go, guys. Get your tickets. Go support. Come out for a good cause. Come check out the, uh, I'm assuming, the vendors, the art, and the dancing, right? Yes. And you do not want to miss Gothaween. Please use uh, promo code uh, Zach Rabbit. (laughs) (laughs) Hell yeah. See, they know. Uh, promo code Zach Rabbit for full price. (laughs) (laughs) Double the price if you use the promo code. But it'll it'll launch that third floor for you, though. Third floor. <laughs> I don't know what third floor you're talking about, but all right. I got it. But unlocks it. Well, what, what do you have? A third floor? Yes, I have a third floor. I spoke to the owner. Okay, we're all adding right. a third floor. It's exclusive. Up. Okay. He didn't even show you. I know he didn't show you. Damn, pick exclusive on the third floor. No, 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 no. Rab exclusive. Wow, rab yeah. exclusive on the third floor. Exactly. All right. <laughs> Uh, thank you ladies for doing what you do. Cause obviously if it wasn't for you guys, I mean, the, the sit down conversation today wouldn't be happening. So I love how we all compliment each other and we just keep running these circles. So absolutely. And I will, I will close by giving you, uh, an embroidered invitation to my performance on uh, September 30th at the LA convention center. Hopefully that you can make it to that. What? That's going to be. Yes, Thank, you, Thank you, Theo. Thank you, Uncle John. You're welcome. I mean, ex-husband John. Ex-husband John. Sorry. Theo, ex-husband John. That sounds really weird, and I'll take it. I mean, mind your business. <laughs> Hell yeah. That was the right answer. We love you guys. We take care. We'll see you again, and love have you. a good episode tonight. All Bye-bye. right. Thank you. Wait, Bye. wait, 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 wait. Cat, cat. Cat. Yes? Do you, yes. Do you have any jokes for us? Oh, it's shit. So you got to call my mom for that. <laughs> what did she say? Um, talking about Santa. What did she say? Why um, doesn't Santa have any kids or something? Why doesn't Santa have any kids? <laughs> why? And because he only comes once a year. hey <laughs> That was a mama cat joke. Yeah. Mama cat. I'm going to have to write some down because she's crazy. She has so many. <laughs> your, your mom needs to watch out with all the cum jokes. I'm just saying. Yeah. She has so many. She has them all written down. <laughs> She's wild, yeah. <laughs> I feel like your mom needs to be on Pigs Radio. Can we make that happen, please? I feel like she needs to have her own podcast. She should. <laughs> yeah. Hey, next time she's in town, I'm gonna ha- I'm gonna bring her over to Compton. There we oh, go. Yeah. Okay, let's get it. Let's do it. All hey, right. You guys know the the Pepito joke? No, what's that? Do you guys remember Pepito? No. Never mind then. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> all righty. Thank you guys for calling in and showing all the love. Okay, I just I take care, guys. I I just noticed um, there's a, a guy that outed someone outed me for something. Uh oh, where on the chat? Yeah, from the Dudgeon Podcast. Oh, D. Ron. Yeah, so he uh, he says he did composing for Little House in the Prairie and the TV show Monsters. And uh, what else did he ask me here? He also asked me. This is the uh, uh, did John compose? The music for the new Killer Clowns video game. Damn, D, we haven't even get into the conversation. I we're, know, still, we're still like shit. getting into like all the like 
the 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 prequel stories okay, tiptoeing. Yeah. Okay, so should I? Whatever you want to do. Yeah. Okay. Wherever you want to take this. As far as <laughs> as far as the video games concerned, um, well, it's I've been working on it for quite a while, and as a matter of fact, I've been working on it as recent as yesterday. So yeah, I am working on the video game. It's all uh, a whole next generation level. Um, Killer Clowns music coming from me, who created that sound from the movie. So I took that sound and just like cranked it up a level because uh, I'm I'm not the same person that I was years ago, right? And I'm not going to like. Oh, let me see. Let me try to copy exactly what I did last. Uh, you know, all those years ago, I just took that the groove, the vibe, and I just brought it up to where I wanted it to be. Thirty years, thirty-five years ago. You know that's a long time, and and people wonder why it's like, it's like it like seemed to have disappeared, and it peeks its head out little by little. We're talking about the movie Killer Clowns, and what's interesting is that I talked to friends of mine that I went to school with, like uh, Christopher Young, that did Hellraiser, and I said, dude, you're so lucky that your movie was in the movie theaters for like six weeks. Yeah, mine was in the movie theaters for six hours. You know, or it might as well have been six hours. It's like not even a half of a weekend, right? right. And um, so that's in those back in those days, if you were going to get a, a video distribution deal or have it sh- a, a movie show on cable, it had to be in the movie theaters first, right? So they did like this thing where they would take the same number of prints of the films, and, and making a film print is kind of expensive, right? Uh, back then, it was is just as expensive in relation to what things were worth as it is today. So um, it it was in movie theaters for literally just days. And no one really got to discover it. And my friend Jonathan Gold, who used to write for the LA Weekly, he was the entertainment and food editor, he gave it a good review. And um, there was a guy uh, with the LA Times gave it a good review. So the next, by the time people read it, because this is before... Right? This is before social media. You have to you read the newspaper. Mm-hmm. You had to open up to the page. Let's see what's going on. What, do we, what movies do you say? Wow, this killer clown. That's bizarre. That's kind of, isn't that kind of like Beetlejuice or something like that? It's kind of like uh, weird, uh, quirky horror comedy. I, I want to see that. Right. That, that's got to be great. And um, they go to the movie theater, and it's not there. And it, it, the same pattern repeated. So no one got to see it. So... So it wasn't till two years later where it started to filter its way onto cable, right? And then uh, video rentals, and then it got a little bit of a boost when it came to DVD, right? And uh, so it wasn't until I think two thousand. Well, okay. So here's where I discovered. Here's where I discovered the fan base was in two thousand twelve. Okay. Okay, so all this time I'm thinking, okay, I know from my statements it plays, but I'm not getting any feedback, you know. And it's one of the people ask me, would ask me uh, among my peers, is what's, what's your favorite thing that you worked on? I go, it was this little movie that no one saw called Killer Clowns from Outer Space. They roll their head, their eyes in their head, you know. What a dumb movie. <laughs> and so it wasn't until I discovered the fan base i was invited by accident by accident to monster palooza for the, how, oh wait for the how, 20th, how by accident for the 25th someone from the office thought it'd be a good idea the guy that did the music have him be at these conventions i did not know that for for quite some time i don't know when they started 
but for years prior to 2012 uh, the cast and the cast and filmmakers were going to all these conventions. I had not a clue anything that was going on. I knew that they had done appearances at conventions because they worked on a ton of other movies. You know, right. they worked on Tim Burton movies. Um, they did um, uh, that that really cool movie with the the puppets, the American. Um, I forgot what it was called, but you, you know, they did. Uh, 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 um, What's the horror movie with the uh, fuzzy monsters with the big teeth? Gremlin. No, not Gremlin. The other ones. It's like a fuzzy ball, um, and they're from outer space, and they have big teeth. Oh fuck! Uh, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, 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 yeah. Maybe someone here in the anyone in the chat? D Ron. D, D Ron's pretty good at that. Yeah. Fuzzy balls so, with teeth. So, um, anyways, it was it was pretty popular. It was, okay. Uh, matter of fact, I even did a demo for it. Really? Yeah, and. Uh, uh, Thomas Newman, not Thomas Newman, um, David Newman did the score. Thomas Newman's brother, uh, cousin. Um, in any event, um, oh, come on. What's the name of that? Uh, Can someone he, get... he, he said Puppet Master or Critters? Critters, that's it. <laughs> Fucking D. Thank you, that's sir. That's it. You are a genius. <laughs> D, Thank you. Point. So it was Critters. So they, so so because of those movies, I, I figured they, they would talk about conventions. I figured, that, you know, that makes sense. But for Killer Clowns specifically, I didn't know. So there I was, 2012. Uh, Amy and I came there. We Accidentally, there was someone in the office, production office of the Kyoto Brothers that said, let's have John go. And she called me personally. And the way she described it, I had no idea what the hell she was talking about. She says, come over there. You can sell stuff and sign stuff. I go, what, like contracts? I don't get it. <laughs> is it? Is it a – what are you talking about? Well, you, 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 at this point, you had, you had never heard of conventions before? Well, or? I, I knew about horror conventions, sci-fi. Okay. I used to go to sci-fi conventions. Okay. I didn't know there was specifically horror conventions. Got it. Okay. Right? So she says, it's a convention. And I'm thinking convention like a trade convention. Okay. You know, it's about filmmaking and stuff like that. Right. She says, well, why would I still sell? I don't have any software that I'm developing or anything. No, no. You, you just bring things like uh, like if you have like copies of your score and people you sign it for people and they give you money. And I go, why do I want to do that? You know? <laughs> you know? So I sat down and I met all these people that uh, it was just like one right after the other that were just in love with this movie. Well, hold, on, act- hold on, did you have anything? Or did you, you I, just sat at a booth with like... No, I didn't. I wasn't at a booth. By, I was at a t- big table with everyone. Oh, okay, okay. And it's like I had this like little space that I had to sit in. Right. And uh, I forgot who I... One of the cast... Well, it was Suzanne. That's who it was. Suzanne, the, the, the girl that played Debbie. Oh, okay. Uh, and and she, uh, she said, do you do conventions? And I go, no. Uh, I'm, this is a total mystery to me. He says, what do you do? Oh, I do commercials, documentaries, do films. I help out other composers with their productions and stuff like that. And, and so she was asking me, you know, what conventions do you go to? I, go, uh, I don't go to any of them. Number, first one, have, today. This is, this is the first time for Killer Clowns. Yeah. This is the first time. So the wonderful thing, there's all these people that like were tuned into the music. Right. Right? And I had to like rediscover my love for the movie and i realized you know what these people deserve like an experience something you know so i would say two years later oh excuse me four years later i came up with a concept i said how cool would it be to do killer clowns from outer space with an orchestra playing the score and we project the film 
I mean, wouldn't that be a neat experience? So I proposed the idea to MGM. I called their the music department and their branding department at the time. They were, it was a totally different crew of people than it is now. And I explained the concept to them, and they, they were just saying something. They were saying things along the lines of, but why do you want to change the score? No, 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 I don't want to change the score. I want to perform the score as it is, but instead of synthesizers, it can be played by an orchestra. But won't that change everything? Because what they're concerned about is the branding. Are you going to change the, the way it sounds where it's unrecognizable? It's like it's, it doesn't fit with the movie. I mean, mm. you know, yeah, it's, yeah. Al, it's almost like you say, in their mind, it's almost like you say, let's replace the clowns with Teletubbies. Right. You know what I mean? And it wasn't like that. And so I actually had, um, uh, there's a... I actually went to Warner Brothers Studios with an orchestra, and I recorded, like, a piece, like a suite. But you had to show them because they just weren't getting it. Exactly. And then I took video, and I showed them. It's going to go back and forth right, from the synthesizer to the orchestra live. Yeah, I mean, in other words, you're going to see the picture just the way it is, and we're going to go in and out. You're going to see, and we'll have the words in and out, you know, Orchestra synthesizer. So they liked it. They liked the idea. So um, then I licensed, uh, I got permission and licensing to perform it live. Uh, that was at the Montauban Theater in 2018 for the 30th anniversary. That's right. And um, the Dickies performed. Now, now, I got to tell you, there were a lot of people that would tell this idea. This is, it sounds crazy. What, listen, Killer Clown fans, they're just happy showing up to a convention and paying $10 for, like, a picture or something like that or, you know, just some trinket. They're fine. They're not going to spend, you know, $50, $60 for a, a seat. To say. It's too sophisticated for them. And I go, well, you know what? I, I'm doing it, you know. If you want to come, you can. You don't have to. You'll, we're going to make a video, and you could probably see it. This, this was the production studio, like trying to no, shut no, it down. No, 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 no. The production studio was on top. Was okay with it. Right. And once I had just demonstrated what it's going to be like, they uh -huh. just wanted me. You know, in writing, you got to make sure you don't change the composition, because the music department says, "Oh yeah, I know exactly what." Have you ever seen Chariots of Fire performed by an orchestra? Chariots of Fire, right? The famous Chariots of Fire synthesizer score can be played by an orchestra as well. So they kind of it took them a while to understand the concept. Right, right. But the, you know, live to film concerts were a thing already, right? So it's like the Harry Potters were already being done live to film, but those were orchestral scores to begin with. Right. So this whole concept of taking whatever it was, you know, an electronica score, I mean, they just had to listen. If that's what it takes, uh, I'll I'll make an illustration because right. I my goal was I could see the concert happening, I could and I could see the audience behind me and I could see this will tune it in. So my next step was um, the the contractor that contracted the orchestra section session at Warner Brothers Studio. I told him, listen, I've got a crazy idea, and initially it was some other movie I wanted to do. He says, no, you got to do that Killer Clowns. You have to do the Killer Clowns. Just out of score. curiosity, what was your uh, your second runner-up choice? Oh, it was a movie that uh, another movie that no one saw. It was actually a biblical film. It was called The Story of Jesus Christ. Okay. And I thought, I'll take the film. The film they never distributed it. Right? They couldn't get a they couldn't get a um, a contract to distribute it. I go. 
can I license it from you and do it as a live concert? Because I figure I, w- I want to go back to Italy and perform it in the Vatican. You know, I had this crazy idea. And, he, and so my friend, who's the contractor, who, who knows all the musicians, all, he, he does stuff for riot games. You know, he gets or big or- orchestra sessions. He says, y- you want to get that killer clown score. Everyone, everyone that played it that night really liked it. You know, this is talking about the musicians. So I go, okay, I'm going to go with that. I figured, you know, <clears throat> let's, let's do that. So, um, so I kept pursuing convincing uh, MGM to do it. Uh, so I got the license. I got the permission. And, uh, you know, I, I had, had to convince the Dickies to come. Originally, one of the members, members says, I don't know we, about playing with an orchestra, that sort of thing. I says, you don't have to do anything different. You just play the song. We will play with you. We're not going to change not one thing about the song. Yeah. We will follow you. You know, and so like um, uh, Metallica's S and M, yeah, right, yeah, right, with the San Francisco Symphony, yes, yeah, and so, um, so anyway, so we had our first rehearsal, and it would just went by like a like a just like butter, yeah, right. So we did the concert, and um, so then COVID hit because we were going to go to the next step. It says, okay, let's. I want to. I'm going to. We got to find a, a promoter producer to bring this up to the next level. And I said, you know, I, in, during COVID, I had this other idea. It was called uh, the Killer Clowns from Outer Space Cosplay Rave Party. Oh. Where basically, I recreate the experience of the Scare Zone in Orlando, Florida. I went there to see the Killer Clowns attraction, and I saw the Scare Zone, which is supposed to be like a um, uh an area, a transition area between attractions, right? Right. And you just say, oh, wow, this is like a Friday the 13th area. That looks cool. And you walk by, past it. No, this one, everyone went, it was a destination because people were, would, they had cosplayer, professional cosplayers. They were blaring the music from the movie and people were dancing, having fun, ordering drinks, having food, hanging out. It was like a big party, like from four in the afternoon to like closing time. So I thought, Oh gosh, I've got to do this. Yeah. So that's what I'm doing at the LA Convention Center. I'm doing that show where I have dance performers. I have, uh, you know, I, I, I created a whole like a, a synthwave metal uh, DJ set. Oh shit! Uh, to work to to work the score. I mean, everything's you know everything's been approved and uh, approved by MGM and everything like that. And uh, we're gonna. Have video of it. We're recording it. The Dickies are playing, or the Dickies are actually kind of the headliner, right? So um, I'm warming up for them, and then uh, the Dickies are going to play, and it's basically to celebrate the 35th anniversary at the LA Convention Center. And I'm really happy that uh, of all the conventions, I must say I got to give credit to uh, Horicon LA because they they said well, you want to come to our uh, you know, have a table. I goes, yeah, I want a table. I want to do something more than just have a table. I want the people to have an experience. I want the fans to have an experience that they can walk away from saying, hey, I had a lot of fun that night, you know. And I've, I've done this show a few times, and uh, if you look on my YouTube channel, you can see excerpts of it. So that's going to be September 30th. 
You guys need to come out and get got, your tickets. You've got to come because there's never going to be a 35th annual. Uh, and by the way, there's stuff going on at Horicon LA that I can't talk about yet because it, they haven't released it. But there's supposed to be some awesome, I don't know what you call it, features, things that they're going to have there. The, Horicon LA, they kind of step it up. Like if they're going to get, uh, let's say they're going to get a costume person there they got to get a costume person that's done or that worked on aliens or something like that got it. you know, yeah, they yeah, gotta, yeah. it's got to be up at that other level i don't want to give any clues but there's going to be things there that uh they haven't announced yet i was hoping they would have broken the news already but they haven't um but they always step it up a level and it's the first time ever this is what this is very important first time ever mgm has ever endorsed a killer clown event at a horror convention. That's how much they are behind. Yeah. Let's do that again. Let's take two on that. Hold on a second. This MGM is endorsing this, this whole event, my event. There's going to be, um, uh, some awesome things going on with killer clowns. And this is all endorsed by, M- we got the blessing of MGM. Damn. There you go. And it's the first time none of the other, Conventions that have been going on. No other have movies. Had this. No, nothing <laughs> else. Not yeah. on a legitimate level. Like, yes, we acknowledge this. Give you the green light. Absolutely. Buy a condios. Do this shit right. 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 Don't fuck it up. Because we got, we got, okay, we got what I'm doing. We got Killer Clowns, the movie itself. The whole Killer Clowns universe is a big thing. But there's also this video game that's effing kick ass. You know what? I must admit. I just found the the commercial for that. Check that out really yeah, quick. Yeah, go ahead. Let's look for it. Let's look at it. All right. Here we go. Killer Clown. And you can play this. This is on YouTube. Now that shorty thing where shorty creates like this vortex and the guy's like drawn in just gets chopped up into a billion pieces. Yeah. That is 
That is cruel, man. <laughs> I mean, that is cruel. How much do you, you? I mean, you're working on it right now, so you've right. you've seen the game. Have you played the game? I can't comment. Ooh. Okay, so so there's not much there's not much that we can go into with with this. Then all I can I can say this with all certainty: it's really awesome. Okay. <laughs> it's really it's it's such that I'm going once everything the dust settles and it gets released I'm going to set up a thing on uh, on Discord or Twitch where maybe every six weeks I'll play with fans you know and while I while while we chat and talk you know and hopefully I will be it's either one or two things I will be proficient enough to play a good game or I'll completely suck at it which will be okay yeah. It's Let's play John again. He always loses. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Zach and his uh, YouTube channel uh, no, that he no. had. No, 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 no. no. Uh, this game will bring back Zach uh, to Twitch, according to D. Rotten. So. Might just have to. Might just have to. Um, I mean, it looks pretty cool because right now the like the big. I would. I don't know if you, if it's. I guess it's a genre where it's like uh, like PvP, so it's like the killers versus like the survivors and everything. Right now, the big game is uh, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, so you get to play as the family. So there's like you know Bubba, who's Leatherface. You have the cook, you have the hitchhiker, all these other characters that you can play as, and then so it's like three v three. So the whole point of the game is to escape. Or uh, another game I did by Daylight mm-hmm. uh, Friday the Thirteenth had a game like that. Um, are you able to play that game as a single player? Or you always have to play with the group. You, um, you, you go on Discord and play with a bunch of people. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I mean, you know, you you queue. So it's called solo queuing. If it's just you, but okay. it's, you know, there are. Um, it's it is like a, a group thing technically. But I think I think Friday the Thirteenth had like an offline mode, but it was mm-hmm. still the same concept. But it was like you're playing with bots. And what's it called when you play by yourself? Solo queuing? Solo queuing. That's cool. Yeah. Because people have asked me that. Is there, is there a single-player version? And I go... Yeah. So I think they're asking about, the, like, a campaign. Like, yeah. Like, cause that, that was what I was going to ask. Um, how true to, to the movie is it? Like, mm-hmm. can you play it as if, you know, you're in the movie? Like, you're playing one of the characters or something? Or Okay. I Remember I said the I had full confession? Okay. So, when... <laughs> I... Um, I interviewed at Riot Games in, like, 2008, right? And they said, what video games do you play? I said, oh, I don't play video games anymore. Yeah. What? I said, why? Well, I used to get kicked out of arcades. Right. Because I wouldn't leave. And um, uh, and there there are certain games, like, um, like you're a pilot, like Chuck Yeager's Air Combat, which I don't think there's an updated version. Uh-huh. I went through all the levels. I would play that thing for hours and hours. And uh, basically I had, I, I didn't, it was kind of, I was close to going to a 12-step program to get myself <laughs> off. So I tried to explain them. But, but, however, I will spend all my free, all my industry and time not playing video games, but working on the video games. Right, right. As well, you know, people that work for us play video games a lot. Yeah, how do they get work done? When do they when do they <laughs> sleep? Yeah, you know, I mean, because I mean, I'm sure writing code isn't something you do for you know an hour and a half a day. No, right? And I know producing music could be forever. Right, especially now with all the tools that you have, you can get like deep. You can get so deep that it drives you crazy. So, anyways, so. Um, um, trying to get back to my original train of thought is that um, I don't 
you know, I, I don't need to play the game to write the music to it. Yeah. Is that, if that makes any sense. Right. Yeah. Well, I mean, music music is important to any, like, source of, of media. Because, I yeah. mean, that's... Music is, like, the... Music is the easiest way to hit someone's emotions. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. I mean, it's, like, visual... Like, you're watching a movie. The visuals is only half of the storytelling. Right. You know? Because, like, you could be telling us... Uh, I can have any scene, you mm-hmm. know, um, and the music will dictate which way it's going, mm-hmm. you know, because like there's like a lot of rom coms that like uh, within the last five years, people will actually make a horror trailer for it. If you just spin it a different way, you put some different lighting right, on it right. and completely change right. the music, you know. I could be telling you something sweet, but if you put some crazy ass music behind it, I could sound like a fucking serial killer. You well, know? without getting get, getting into super massive detail, we we established a routine mm-hmm. uh, with the um, even now with the new uh, publisher because uh, we switched publishers right. of the video game. And the subtext of Killer Clowns from Outer Space for me, and I I think they agreed with me. The subtext is creativity and imagination. Because I, you know, tell me, you know, I see so many fans that create art, sculpture, even their own music right. for Killer Clowns from Outer Space. Because there's something about the the flashing of colors. And if you've ever seen a film version, like where it's going through a projector and you're getting flickered 24 images a second, mm-hmm. it's a different experience than if you see it digitally. It truly is, because there's some kind of, um, I, I want to say there's a cadence hitting your um, uh, your eyes, and your your whole experience is, is somewhat different. I'm not saying that the digital streaming ver- um, experience is bad. I'm just saying it's a different experience when you see it that way. And that's how I grew up watching films in, in theaters, where it's flickering you know, 20, literally flickering at you so the so, truest form to watch it is on film no i mean that's just one of the experiences you know i mean uh, i think that's why quentin tarantino still makes film right because you can watch it in the movie theater and it has a completely different feel to it right you know i'm not saying that it's wrong or one is better than the other because uh, i certainly love you know you've seen those big screens at some event where it's in ultra high definition it's just right captivating you know um but um so so we established i established that and we established that that you know it's creative creative subtext and i i told them i want to create you know if people choose to leave the music on during uh, during their gameplay i want it to be uh, have it enhance the experience right you know have it so that it drives them you know, to play, or it like puts them in a mysterious mode. Like it, you can imagine. Okay, I'll, I'll I'm not going to tell you about scenes from the mo- in the video game, but I'll, I'll, I'll like, take a scene from the the actual movie. Right. right? Okay. There's a scene where uh, uh, I don't know if you remember where uh, Mike, uh, the police guy, takes the boyfriend out to show him where the spaceship is. There's mm-hmm. no spaceship there. There's just this empty forest. Or the, when the farmer goes to the forest and see this beautiful, which is how I fell in love with the movie when I first saw it. You know, I first saw it with no music score on it. I saw this uh, tent, and I go, God, that's gorgeous. 
I know where these guys are going. Right. These guys are making a movie that I would want to see. You know, and um, then there's the scene where the policeman's going through the where all the kids were parked making out, but they're all gone because they all been taken away by killer right. clowns and, right, cotton, right. and cotton candy. There's that stark mystery, yeah. right? So there is that in the movie, but drawn out, you know, really developed. Yeah. So I got to, what was really great. I got to start with what I started years ago and develop it. Completely fold it out and develop it in a in a much in a much bigger way. How 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 is that? Let me ask you because you, you said you saw the movie and you had no music. Mm-hmm. How ominous is that? Or do, or do you feel like do you feel like something... was the movie scary? Ominous? Yeah, like like it's you know because you're not watching it. I don't know. It's like like if you watch the whole movie, you know, and you know you have a family member asleep, so you have it on mute the whole time. Right. Right. Okay, so well, I can tell you this: the the movie was cut by a guy named Christopher Roth, and he's a great movie editor. And the movie is a like a clean, I think, eighty six minutes long. Uh huh. Right. So it, it's a it's a good um, amount of time. It gets you in to the movie, and mm-hmm. it's like you can come back to it. I think if it was longer, like two hours, maybe it would have been too much. I, I don't know. Right. You know, they would have had to have a whole different. Uh, uh, script, if that was the case, but they right. they kept, back in those days, you were guaranteed that you can get a distribution if your movie was under eighty uh, under ninety minutes, and if you're going in eighty six or eighty three minutes, it'll get picked up because they could stick commercials on cable. Yeah, yeah, isn't that silly? Yeah, That's just about pushing to, product. Yeah, exactly. And so um, when I first saw it, um, I I'm not hundred percent sure. I I think the Dickies song was in it. If not, they gave it to me later. They gave me another VH, VHS tape. <laughs> yeah. Not a not a not a not a video file, VHS right. tape of uh with it, with it in. But anyways, when I first saw it, it had no music whatsoever. Right. Nothing. And I so appreciated that cuz it left the mind open because anytime they pick some this editor the reason i say it was good he edited the pacing without needing music right he just let, went by feel right so when you saw it, it had no score which i really appreciated because now there's no you, bias there's no a, a preconceived notion of what kind of music the director wants right because it really like oh god i got a copy you know uh, junkie xl score I can't do that. I, I mean, I can do it, but I don't want to do it. Yeah. You know, because that's what am I going to do? And that has happened to me before. If you dig through my IMDb, you get people that says, oh, this is such a ripoff from The Lion in Winter, you know, which is a favorite score, which, okay, I did. I emulated John Barry's score to The Lion in Winter. Right. What that's can the, I say? That's not fair to you. It it worked, and it, 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 it you know, and, you know, it 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 felt right you know um but anyways with this case i can do whatever i want and the kyoto Rose even pushed it further they, they 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 made no bones about it they said we hate just about every horror movie that's being released now hate, right. hate the scores to just about every horror movie that's been released since 1975 right i go wow okay that's okay because i don't need to do music like those scores right you know i i don't want them to say hey we took the music from this particular horror movie and we stuck it in here because it helps the scene move 
No, right. the scene already was moving. It was already had its own pacing and and and, and um, cadence, right. as, as you can say. So they so they said, what you got to do, you've got to like distinguish this score, so it sounds very different than the other scores. Right. And that's one of the reasons why we recorded with uh, synthesizers. You know, yeah. I, and we don't want a synthesizer score that sounds like Jerry It's a Fire. No, of course not. No. That's not going to do it. It's got to sound bizarre and weird, you know, and but yet imaginative. And they told me, they let me, they gave me a list of movies that, that they grew up on. They liked that, um, like, uh, <clears throat> like the sound from um, uh, Ray Harryhausen movies. I don't know if you've ever seen those, you know, classic like Journey to the Center of the Earth right. and The Time Machine. Um, uh, um, uh, so there was like a reference, but it wasn't like yes. anything. Yeah, we like th- we like that um, vocabulary. Yeah, but you have to make it sound. It has to sound different than anything else. Right. And we don't want dumb circus music. Yeah, just don't do do creepy circus music that that sounds like a joke. This is because right now the I was told that the other composers that did demos made the movie look stupid. Yeah. Just, just, we, they had 30 people doing, uh, yeah. 30 different composers doing. All of them, they didn't like it. So the one I did, I picked a scene from the movie where they initially come into the clown tent, and they meet the clowns, and uh, then they get chased out, and then the clowns come back to life and march on to the town, right? So you could see, that's a keystone moment. So you could see that one scene and pretty much get what the movie might be about. Right, right. So I picked that scene, and I just went full blown, legit kind of classical, and, but I did it with synthesizers. And uh, they said I, they liked it because you took our movie seriously. Yeah, I mean, it could be really stupid. It's clowns; they look funny and they look they're fat and jostly. But it's the music became it's the straight man, you know, of the movie. As I'm not trying to be silly. Right. I'm trying to be like serious, and it's a and it's a really good contrast. And uh, where did I learn that? Like before, he says, "How do you get started?" Oh, I used to go into the movie theaters with a with a Sony Walkman <laughs> and tape and record, their audio. record the audio and listen to the movie over and over again. And movies like Ghostbusters, um, I even did it with Predator, even though I had already been working professionally before then. Um, I did it with Star Wars. You know, I go, wow, the mu- I didn't know the music was coming in here. Oh, I didn't know the music left at this point. Because when you're watching the movie, you're so, you're so tuned into the overall experience. that You're not paying attention to You're not paying attention. Oh, the music score. Did you just see the music just cut out there? Just gracefully left? Or the music, boom. Yeah. Uh, shock cut, jump cutted, ju- you know, you got a jump scare there. Mm-hmm. No, you're, you're just watching the whole movie. But when you listen to it, at like a rate, like if it was a radio show, you pick up on those things. So, um, so that's where I learned learned all that. That's crazy. Yeah. By the way, to have that kind of immersiveness to 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 video with with this audio, it yeah. does give it a different layer. It puts you in a different plane. Mm-hmm. Uh, either you're into audio or you're not. I, it, that's where it kind of does make the difference. And for right. those who enjoy it. 
Holy fuck. Let me right. tell you, audio can change everything yeah. like Zach was saying earlier. It's a feeling. It's a vibe. It's mm-hmm. it's something just a little bit more than just being visually stimulated by right. whatever it is that you're watching. And obviously with Killer Clowns, I mean, cult classic. Mm-hmm. It, it does have some some fucky looking clowns. They, they look mm-hmm. weird. By the way, that shit terrified me as a kid, but I loved it at the same time because... It it wasn't supposed to be like a terror terror. I mean, but it was, but it wasn't, and right. it was a little bit different. I started rewatching it just because it had been so many so many years since I've mm-hmm. seen it. I'm like, holy fuck! And as I'm listening, I'm listening to the entire thing because obviously, this is the flow, mm-hmm. and almost every scene has something kind of going on with mm-hmm. it, other than just your your dialogue and obviously everything else. But I mean, the tones to everything, mm-hmm. fuck, mm-hmm. so good. Yeah, so and, and that color. Well, the Kyoto brothers—they're—they're they're very much into the visual arts. Uh, you basically have Stephen, who directed the movie, who sometimes comes up with the the grand concept, and uh, they'll all—it's all—it's a collaborative thing. If you hear them talk, speak creatively amongst each other, it's almost like. Uh, it's almost they can't follow it, sort of, but they understand each other. Right. How they have a it's a different language. They have a system. It's their yeah. three brothers. They grew up loving this type of genre. Right. And um, it's just a crying shame they didn't like do like four or five movies since then. It really is because they have so many incredible ideas. But then you have Charlie and. Um, Charlie, who like actually draws everything out, realizes it on paper, and mm-hmm. and, and he's a voracious creator with uh, art. I mean, he can't be anywhere without constantly drawing. It's like I think in his sleep, his his hands just going, hands just, just moving. You know, he's sketching in in, in his sleep, and then uh, Edward is like the 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 business uh, business creative and business uh, brains to the to the organization, right? So, and they just have this. Um, Amazing! They, all of them have this amazing eye for color and balance. You know, like I, I remember they were late to uh, like last year at Horicon. They said our stuff is there, but we we're doing something. We can't be. Can you help set us set us up? So I had my people set me up, and then I kind of set their place up and took right. pictures of it, and it looked okay. I th- I thought it looked pretty good. They came and after like. 15 minutes, I go, whoa, you know, the, the, yeah. just the way they place everything, you know, and position everything is just, you know, they have an eye for all that. Right, right. Yeah. So you got to have the eye, you got to have the ear, I mean, just to make things, uh, like you said earlier, you get a group of people like-minded or at least have the same momentum, same energy, same flow, mm-hmm. same mindset. And once you can connect with people like that, it, you just make beautiful fucking things yeah. happen. Yeah. Beautiful memories and then friends become, you know, lifetime friends. I mean, right. celebrating 35 years. Yeah. Holy fuck. Congratulations. Amazing. That's, Thank you. And, oh, I'm so, I'm so, so grateful. I am so grateful to the fans who kept this alive. This morning, when I released the, the, the new Im- the image, of the poster for my concert, which is a whole, I can do a documentary on what it took to create that poster. Um, it could be a whole show, but yeah. we won't go into that. Uh, but um, it was it was created by the same artist, um, Juan Carlos Ruiz Gascos, in Mad- in Spain. I'm not sure if he lives in Madrid, but the uh, the gentleman that created the art for the uh, Waxworks vinyl cover did the artwork for me and uh oh you're gonna put that on there you go so that's the that is the 
artwork for the album. And it's just stunning. And I have a six foot by six foot banner of that. Wow. Where that, do you have that hanged up at right now? I have it. Well, I have it rolled up. But I'll, I'll have it at Horicon LA. And uh, it's it's a great place to take pictures with fans. Yeah. You know, and it just, oh, yeah, that's the, so I think that's the cotton candy edition, if I'm not sure. There was a lot of colors I saw online. Yeah. There's different versions. There's a, a pin, a, a Clownzilla pinwheel version that just uh, got released. And it's an amazing pressing. I mean, I don't know all the technicalities on pressing vinyl, but that is a very heavy gauge vinyl. This feels, yeah, on that 140 to 180 gram, it yeah. almost feels double yeah. uh, quality vinyl, for yeah. sure. And they, they do, I, you, you've seen that when they do the pressing at Waxworks, they let it sit there. It's not like pump, pump. It's like let sit to get the all the grooves in in there. Yeah. Slow pressing. Yeah. And then there's isn't that great? Oh shit. I, I just opened this so I, I didn't I, even I, go through it. No, not yet. Hold on. <laughs> isn't that great? And now uh if you open up the um the the vinyl record itself, look at that. You get like it's like a book. It's like a book, right? And right that, away, just on the front with uh, John's name right on there. <laughs> oh, damn. You're inside the Killer Clowns spaceship right there. Isn't that great? Now, I've, I've taken that, and, and I have about 15 exclusive copies that I made of of all the musical themes from the movie uh, written throughout the uh, album cover. Wait, on, on this one? Not that one, no. I mean, I, I, actually, I actually sat there and drew, drew the lines and spaces for the, uh, the, man, the score man. So it's like music manuscript. You, you posted yeah. that on uh, Instagram. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that's going to be at Horicon LA. That's pretty crazy. Yeah. This thing looks looks incredible. The the artwork is insane. It's a lot of fun, uh, and and you have this guy created your poster for your concert that exactly. you're fucking doing. I don't know if you can bring that up uh, of the of the poster. Uh, let me the, show it on my phone because I know you just sent it to me right now. Is there is there a um, like a specific sequence that like is your favorite from the movie Killer Clowns? Uh, I got to see the wind-up at the end. Oh, that looks pretty good from your phone. It'd be too too difficult to actually fucking pull it up. Uh, well, I mean, I... no, go, you send it to me <laughs> fucking via text, dude. You know what? When you know how to press buttons, you can press some fucking buttons over here, dude. Well, give me the buttons to press. I'll fucking do it. What All do you right. mean? All right, press these buttons. Yeah. <laughs> uh, obviously, it's uh, incredible artwork. You guys need to come out once again. Horacon is going to be on the 30th? The, 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 uh, the 30th yeah. and October 1st. Go on but, Instagram. But, but the live performance. Yeah, that's, that's at 7 p.m. Uh, on the 30th. At the 411 Theater inside the L.A. Convention Center with the Dickies. The with Dickies the are going to be there. And um, there's a lot of great uh, activities that's going to be happening Saturday afternoon that people aren't going to want to miss. There's a, uh, there's a cosplay contest. Nice. Uh, there's going to be a panel. 
So uh, some really panels that you won't see anywhere else that are sanctioned by the studio. Official, guys. Official. Official. OG. The real deal. And I'm not going to, you know, I can say this. I might get in trouble, but I'm going to say this. The Kyoto Brothers will be there as well. What? Wait, where's my, what the fuck? Where's my sound effect? Where's the button? Oh, yeah, it was. <laughs> ah, there it is. Damn. Do you know That's what that sound is called? What? There's a name for the that. The explosion? No. No, it's, a, it's a, called the Brom. The bomb. Brom. The Brom. Brom. Yeah. Oh. It's, it's actually, I, I think it's, uh, it's from our, our dear friend uh, Hans Zimmer. Oh, no shit. Yeah. And he, I think he vowed not to use it anymore at some point. When he did, um, oh, what's, the, what's the, the time travel, spaceship time travel, uh, the, um, not Interstellar. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like around Interstellar, he says, I go, no more Tygo drums, no more Brahms. Brom, Brom sound. Uh, I think another very classic thing that you hear across everything is that Star Wars scream or the scream, the... The uh, Win, Winchester... No, not Winchester. Wexel scream? Something like Something that? Something with a W. I can't, I can't well, remember what Okay, called. well, there's that other thing that's like kind of a dubstep thing. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, right. And, and I got to say, when people say, can you put that in your score? I say, no. <laughs> Why? Because it it's, belongs to someone else. It's their thing. It's not my thing, you know. I oh here's a good here's a good thing I well, tell Wilhelm scream, Wilhelm yeah. What does it sound like? Uh, it's uh. Do you have I'm, it? You said a Winchester. Yeah, I, I knew it was like something a Winchester with... lever action rifle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like yeah. No. No. Um, so I don't know. I don't. I'm trying to make the connection of Winchester. No, I just I just knew it was something like with a W. Mm-hmm. Let me see. Well, Zach, while you look that up, tell you what, let's take a quick little break. Uh, we've been running, uh, I don't even know how long we've been running for. We were over here talking up a storm. We we're having a fucking great time, and we're learning all kinds of crazy shit. There you go. That was a scream. Do it again. And they use that, like, in every possible movie. Yeah. Seriously? Yeah, yeah, that's in everything. A thousand fucking times. Oh, is it used as much as the um, the Falcon like when they when you have a picture of like the, like the, the eagle or something, yeah, yeah, that. right, yeah, probably. There's that did. squawk of the falcon echoing through the canyons, yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly that. Cause yeah, it's in Star Wars. I've noticed it a few times in Toy Story. Uh huh. So it's 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 everywhere. Yeah. Funny. Uh, let's take a quick break. Uh, let's play some uh, taco some... Pa- pastor break. <laughs> we can go get some afterwards. Is there more taco pastor? There's always more tacos pastor. Uh, let's uh, let's uh, hang out with some male tears because uh, they're our friends, and uh, I think that that goes hand in hand with killer clowns from outer space right now. Does so, it? Cool. It's, it's like play out there. We'll be right back, guys. Keep it locked here. See how long? Yeah, four minutes. I can only. I can only...
Mr. Statham? Yes, Mr. Statham. I know we talked about getting you on Pigs Radio, but it, it's just a little surprise you're on now. So if you don't mind saying hi to Mario and the best Jason Statham, can you just say, hey, babies, listen to Pigs Radio and Mario 81. Listen, babies. Yeah. Listen to Pigs Radio Mario 81. Where I took that from. It sounds like it's from Ghost. In case you guys don't know, we're chicks and we love listening to Pigs Radio. Because you just never know nowadays. You just never know. I know. There you go. Welcome to PigsRadio.com. We got a lot in store for you. 
So strap on and bend over. Pigs Radio! Once you come, you won't let go. Pigs Radio! Sit right down and enjoy the show. Pigs Radio, episode 492, hanging out with John. John, it's been insane. We're going all over the place. Killer Clowns, once again, cult classic from the 80s. If you've never seen it, Killer Clowns from Outer Space, it's on, it's on YouTube for free. Is it really? Yes. Wow. There's no reason not to go watch this. Watch it right now, right after watch this episode. Watch it right now for free. Just well, gotta we'll watch some ads. Finish, finish, finish. Yeah, our finish episode. pigs. We haven't even got to mention that we're gonna have a little live special performance. Mm-hmm. John's gonna. He brought his fucking his uh, his synthesizers in. Man. He's gonna be doing some synthy stuff in a little bit. So he's uh, John is hitting the pig stage and gonna be rocking out. I, I had to. I just had to. <laughs> <laughs> uh, when Zach uh, told me, like, hey, like, I, I, the, the, the composer for Killer Clowns, uh, I can get him for pigs. Like, holy shit, no way. Like, dope. I think, I think he'll play. Like, no way, dude. Like, if that's, if that's, we weren't expecting it, but like, dude, fuck yeah, let's do it. I mean, when, we have when bands you, here. When you emailed me all your protocols, I thought, are you, like, having a band there? I'm supposed to play with the band? I mean, that's fine. I mean, just, <laughs> wow, that's well, really awesome. Well, at first he told me that you were going to be playing. Like, okay, cool. Then that's the standard stuff that I send all of our our, yeah, yeah. Uh, our right, like, performing right. artists and stuff. Like, all right, this is what we're doing. This is what we have. This yeah. is, and this you were my roadie. Yeah, you I, you you hauled my stuff in. That was really for, you, you, for for people who don't know. I walk in every single band. I carry all their shit in. I carry all their shit out. I set it all up. Mm-hmm. Uh, I get them all drunk. Get them all high. We feed them around here. Like yeah. yeah oh so. yeah. It's qual- quality. You know Michelin star. Good tacos. Okay, so I, I, propo- I propose a, a bit of a change since I was blabbing like. Like a madman. Yeah. On the previous one. You're not. Now now you guys talk, and I'll just say yes or no. <laughs> oh, we can just start firing off questions. Jesus. <laughs> well, okay, so there's so many things to cover about Killer Clowns. Okay. Uh, I know I started a little bit in the beginning of the episode, kind of talking about the beginning. How did you actually get caught up with Killer Killer Clowns? I mean, That's you t- right. You told me earlier. Before we got, before we got that prank call. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you told me there was 30 other people they went through before they got to you. So, something like that, yeah. How did they get to you? Um, okay, so uh, I'm going to compress everything. I was, uh, I, I, I kind of started working professionally as kind of like when I was in college and as I got out, you know. Now, was I working every day? Did I have a parking lot? Did I have a parking spot at Warner Brothers Studios? No, I didn't have it. I worked at a warehouse and from time to time, I work with independent filmmakers doing short films and stuff like that. So I was working my way up, and I got, and I um, worked with someone who introduced me to a producer that was doing sub, something for this thing called cable television. Oh, so I was working with him on that. And there was a there was a show that he produced that I did the music for. It was a, a it was a like an MTV variety show almost. Right? And is that at this point your first time working on a TV show? Or had you no, already, I've been working before on, that. Okay. I've been working on things before that. On and off with the Disney company because they started getting into this thing called the Disney Channel. So they had more things than they knew what to do with. So, I, I, you know, the, so hanging out with new filmmakers that were working with the Disney Channel, I got to work on some, like, promotional music. Sure. Right? And um, so th- via that, I met a producer that had me work on his show. So I did music. It was like a music video uh, variety show, 
right? And then um, uh, certain thing, whatever happened, that producer and I ended up uh, being roommates because his company folded. And he was going through a lot of uh, crazy life changes. And so we were roommates. And, and he was a very industrious kind of guy. He was always in the library reading, planning his next move. And he came back with, uh, you know, he tore out a little ad that was in Variety. He says, there's a guy back east that's, uh, that's doing a horror movie. And he needs someone to do the movie trailer for his horror movie. Actually, he's doing a movie trailer to raise funds for the horror movie, right? So I said, oh, that's great. So... I looked at it and I saw the description, you know, in this little tiny slip of paper. And, and so I put a tape together and I put a nice little letter, typed out a letter and my resume and put the tape in an envelope and mailed it back to Washington, D.C., which is where this guy was, um, uh, this other producer director was uh, based. And like three weeks later, I got a phone call. He says, oh, oh I really like your music, where it's, where it's going, I, I would like you to do my, my trailer. So he came out, and I worked on his trailer for his, it was called The Lurking Fear. It was a lot of fun to work on. It was a, it was a, it was a cool, it was based on an H.P. Lovecraft um, novel. Anyways, so um, he ended up moving out to L.A., and uh, he was in the Teamsters, so he was working at the various studios, arranging for transportation, trucks, and stuff like that. Right. And then... Um, and then one day he called me, listen, I'm, I, I know you're a serious composer and everything, but there's some friends of mine that I used to work with back east that are, had been out here. They worked with Tim Burton, and they'd done their own movie, and it sounds pretty crazy. I, I, you know, I wasn't going to bother you with it, but you know, but I figured what the heck. It's, it's, uh, it, there are three brothers that produce uh, movies and special effects. They're named the Kyoto Brothers. Never heard of them before. And uh, they did this movie called, oh, gosh, I'm almost embarrassed to say it. What is that? Killer Clowns from Outer Space. I go, oh, my God, I got to see that. <laughs> what? What is that? I'm loving the title already. So they said, well, okay, why don't you, I'll have him call you. This is before people sent texts and emails. Right. Right? This didn't exist. The whole concept didn't exist. You had to actually get someone on the phone. You had to know somebody, like, yeah. for real. You gotta, the term was, you got to drop a dime on them. Drop a dime in the You put a dime on the te- yeah. television call, tel- a telephone call. So, um, By the way, 50 cents now, when you do find a pay phone machine. You're kidding. 50 that, cents. It's that cheap. Uh, yeah, I guess. I would, think you, I would think you need, like, you could slip your... ATM Credit card, card and shit. Yeah, yeah, right. Everything else does. Right. So, uh, so anyways, uh, so Steve uh, Kyoto calls me, and he says, uh, "Hey, John, Eric tells me you're quite a composer." He still had that. <laughs> he still had that real heavy uh, Bronx accent. Right. But they, they were born in the Bronx, but they lived mostly in Long Island or, or Staten Island. I forgot. Um, now I'm originally from Brooklyn, New York. So we got have a little bit in common, but in any event, so uh, <laughs> so I said I'd love to. He says, "Okay, we're having a screening at Warner Brothers with all the other composers, and so you got to you got to do a, a an audition for it." And um, so I went to the audition. I, I went to the. They didn't go to the audition. I went to see the screening, and I was just so excited that. One of the I heard later on because you know word gets around says oh that Masari guy was just squirming and it's like it was so weird I was so excited I was going wow 
You know, it was like it was like the edge of my seat. This is so <laughs> bizarre. And I think everyone else was like, "Oh God, what do I do? Oh, I yeah. want to do I want to do Pretty Woman. I don't want to do this crap." And so I was just like on on cloud nine. So the music director, his name is Bob Hunka, and he went on to work at Sony Pictures. I think he's retired now. But in any event, he said, "Okay, at the end when you leave, there's like a little." bag you pick up it'll have uh, some paperwork for you to sign and leave here and there's a vhs tape you take that home and so i worked on it from the beginning the second i got home i was looking at it taking notes i was like god what do i do i mean i i so i there's a lot of classical music i i played a lot of classical symphonies movements that i thought had the energy that i was looking for and i picked that scene when they told me, you pick it, they said, pick any scene from the movie to do it. I thought, I'm doing that one. And apparently not many people did that scene because it's a hard scene. It's a chase scene. You know, the, the one where the, the, the kids go into the, they discover the clown the spaceship and they get chased out and then the clowns come back to life. So I went home and when I came up to the spot where the clowns came back to life and are marching on to the... Um, marching onto the town, you know, to, to, in the fog. Yeah, I had a come to Jesus moment because when I was sixteen, going on seventeen, I wrote this really cool riff for my band that they didn't like because they said it sounded too jazzy. <laughs> too jazzy. And I'm going, oh my god, that's exactly where it's gonna go. It was that don't 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 right. So, um, on my teaser reel, I'm going to overdub the yeah. thing. But isn't, I, isn't that cool, though, when, when you get to go back to like what was considered a throwaway riff or something? I didn't consider just... it a throwaway. They just didn't like it. Wow, well, fuck them. Exactly. Yeah, they, they, they it, wasn't like, it wasn't like I went, to, oh, shucks, I suck. That, that, that's a, what a dumb, dumb music I wrote. I, yeah, I no. didn't think of that. I go, okay, they don't get it. That's okay. Right, right. That's okay. And um, so, um, so I put all that together. Can't show it, maybe a little bit of the audio right here. This is the beginning part. Yeah, you have to go further. How how far in? Uh, probably another two minutes, oh. three minutes. Or you're just show. You're not showing pictures. Just no, yeah. Oh, you gotta go. Yeah, you gotta go for much further than that. Hey, well, uh, he probably... you get back from saving the world. Hold on. Okay, because before that, <laughs> you before that you. Why are you fucking around for Mario? Just play the damn thing. You gotta get it right. Before that, just a, no, not, not that far back. Uh. Closer, Clo- more, more. Okay, that's the chase scene. Uh, you can play it like a little bit more. Just go another thirty seconds. Keep going. Okay, there you go. All right. There you go. Let's play it from here. We have to tell the police. Oh, yeah, right. We're going to run to the police station. We're going to tell them there's a bunch of clowns running around the hills killing people with cotton candy. I have a friend there. I know he'll believe us. He's my ex-boyfriend. I don't know, Debbie. I wouldn't even believe us. This is it. Come,
And so this is this is what you submitted to them. Yeah. So it, basically, that was the same as I did on the demo. It yeah. Because I kind of like I want my demos to be as close to the finished as possible. Right. So we, so we got I think we got like about a week to come up with something. So I did that whole scene, and so I then I got the call that says, "Okay, everyone unanimous, unanimously liked what you did, especially." That thing at the end as they're marching into the yeah. town because that that had a group that like does it that, that had a groove to it that had a yeah it defined you know the whole thing so I don't need that, that. It, for the time the synth mm-hmm. very powerful I mean all the new wave going around yeah and, the that, time. and that was a that was a DX seven that was like you know like a square wave kind of. Uh, uh, um, patch to kind of sound like it sort of just started guitar that went through some like a, a wah-wah pedal yeah into um uh, into like a, a a fender twin reverb yeah and i probably had another box in between like a just a little bit of a distortion box because the, the patch right out of the synth didn't sound like that it's when you do some extra processing you know when you when you were coming up with this, you already had that already in mind. You said, "Well, when I first saw it, I go, I'm going to use that theme that I did when I was a kid." Wow, you know that'll work. If they don't like it, they don't like it. What am I going to do? I mean, it worked for me. You know, that one. I mean, thing. that's what you have to do. You have to, you know, you have to have it resonate. Who who said it? Stan Lee, the 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 great um, comic book uh, artist, Marvel. Marvel uh, artist said that you know if you have an idea that you really believe in. That really moves you. That genuinely moves you. Right. Not something that's just, well, I think this is kind of cool. No, something that like really moves you. Don't let any don't any don't let any knucklehead talk you out of it. Right. You know, because there's going to be someone that's going to like it. That's going to oh, yeah. understand it. Just like the whole effing movie, yeah. Killer Clowns from Outer Space. When I delivered the master, well, I guess uh, let me qualify this. About a, two three years afterwards, after Killer Clowns. We had this thing called uh, digital audio on ADAT, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, I don't know if you ever heard of ADAT. They were like they looked like VHS tapes, but it was high high definition. Okay, high quality audio. High high definition audio. I asked the music director, "Can I get? Do you still have the multi track tapes? Can I borrow them just to do a, a remix and archive it on digital?" He says, "Don't tell anyone." <laughs> you know. So I took them back. Not the mass. Not the mixed masters. The actual twenty-four track, right? Re- Remix them, uh, you know, f- through an analog board from an analog tape onto digital audio, right? Right, and that's how I was able to preserve it because I have no idea where I have no idea where the originals are, you know, yeah. and, and how they've been stored or what have you. Uh, so, anyways, so when I returned those masters to the same company, they were still in business at the time, and. Uh, I uh, was in the um, elevator with a bunch of guys. They were, uh, I, I think, the, the accountant, accountants, maybe legal. I don't know. And they, they had kind of suits on. They were about my age. And they said, what's that? I go, it's one of your products. It's the score to Killer Clowns from Outer Space. And they go, oh, fuck, that thing. That thing, just throw that, just throw that in the dumpster, man. That, what that the fuck? movie is going nowhere. And I looked at him and I said, it's not for you. Right. It's not your movie. Now, I can go deeper into the conversation I had with them because I kind of like went a little De Niro on them and kind of freaked <laughs> them out. But 
I asked them, you know, okay, there's probably a, I'm not going to talk about because I don't want you guys to get blipped out, bleeped. I mean, there's probably a genre of film that you guys watch. Admit it, right? That you go rent this particular genre every once in a while, right? Don't sure. you? You know, maybe you're not getting a date or something like that. I bet you, you have you ever watched this kind of um, um this kind of programming from that genre? <laughs> Have you ever watched this kind of programming for JAMA? No. Well, that's not for you, but they make it, right? Yeah, this is exactly. this is made for <laughs> this movie, Killer Clowns, is made for people that dig this kind of stuff. You know, I mean, uh, you know, it's just not for you. So, you're, so you're telling me mm. there is a entire like niche of people who mm-hmm. are are like clown kings. Like no, 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 <laughs> no. <laughs> maybe uh, though. I'll draw. Maybe when, when we get off air, I'll tell you. I'll tell. I'll repeat the conversation. Oh, nice. But you got invited. To they were kind of like. They were kind of like. Uh, that sounds pretty creepy. I says, "Well, okay, but it's Look, not for you." There's, so, so there's demographics. There's, there's de- yeah. There there is a fan loyalty. Yeah. There's. You know, maybe it is not extru- it's not on the mainstream with right. a quadrillion billion people on it, but hey, there's a a good amount of fucking people who do who do love it, who do share the passion for it, and obviously as you're now finding out from twenty twelve and beyond, yeah, yeah. there is a cult following and who will come out and see this stuff. Well, there are people that pride themselves on appreciating some things that are alternative and not mainstream. Yeah. Because it was, it's like they made it for me. I appreciate. I don't care if my uncle doesn't like it, or my family doesn't like it, or my other friends doesn't like. It. This is something that I like, you know. And that's the beauty of going to uh, many of the horror conventions because you can have people be themselves, right? You know, you can have people that are on on the spectrum that th- they are tuned in to certain aspects of the short horror genre. That they can be themselves. Yeah. You know, and it's like almost, I, I really feel, that's one of the important things for me is uh, connecting with fans that, you know, well, they like Killer Clowns, but they like a lot of different things, but they they feel at home, you know, that they can talk to people about what they like. They're not going to be uh, looked down upon or judged or anything like that because yeah, they're, they're, they're amongst their people. Safe. Right, right. right. It's like anime. Anime conventions. I mean, just look, there is different things for different folks. Whatever it is that you want to geek out it, out mm-hmm. on or into or not into, right, yeah. music or not, or wrestling or whatever the fuck. I mean, there is a group of people that will probably love the same shit that you love. Oh, yeah. And, yeah. and it's great when you can actually find that Cuffies, and yeah. hang out and experience that kind of level of energy and love and mm-hmm. geekness mm-hmm. and whatever the fuck, whatever it is that you're into, sewing, bird watching, mm-hmm. I don't know, collecting shoes, fucking yeah. music, records, whatever it is that you're passionate about, makeup, doesn't fucking matter. There's a, there is a community for you. Well, what I've been getting into lately is uh, making music with computer, with, excuse me, making music with synthesizers without computers. Where basically you string a variety of computers to get a variety of synths together. Some that some that create sequence tones, right? Others that you can play leads on. And I've been totally geeking out into that to that lately. Going so back to analog. really appreciate how the guys can just set up like four or five boxes, patch some sounds together, and create a whole vibe. 
Yeah. You know, there's a guy in Germany, his name is Heimbach, that he finds like old Soviet uh, drum machines, uh, or he'll find like test equipment, like, um, um, uh, you know, audio test equipment, uh, alignment equipment for for a variety of industries not nec- not anything to do with music but they make sounds yeah and he's made musical instruments out of those hell yeah and it's just so fascinating you know and when he when he perform when he's invited to perform somewhere he'll bring a couple of his boxes but then he'll start sampling uh the, the, the parts of the city or, or the, the neighborhood that the concert's going to be in, that people can, oh, that's the sound of the trolley that comes by her. Wow. You know, and he's done something musical with that. So I've been getting into that. Sorry, that was, uh, we will end our geek section. Right I, it's now. really hard not to geek out. Once again, <laughs> once you start, like, talking about what you like, what uh-huh. you love, because, I mean, obviously... Like one hit wonder bands, we we we've been able to talk to some people, and either people do love their one hit, and people I've heard don't love their one hit. And right. when it's something like this, obviously you have a long, a long history of different shows that you mm-hmm. that you work on. Oh yeah. But yet this is the one thing that I keep like you right. y- that you love. Oh, and I and I embrace it because you know people. It's so heartwarming that people uh, uh, are 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 drawn to it, and and. It resonates with them on a certain level. I mean, I've I've worked in commercials, like high end commercials. I've done, I've worked on other movies where I worked for other composers, you know, helping them out with their projects. I've worked on all sorts of stuff. I, I worked with a company that we did all that behind the scenes stuff uh, for uh, from like I think from two thousand to like two thousand and s- for like seven years, two thousand seven, doing. Um, uh, behind the scenes stuff where they wanted new music. Uh, I did a, a documentary on the making of 20,000 Leagues Out of the Sea, a feature length documentary about the making of a movie that was made in 1957, the year I was bored. <laughs> and, and and they had all this they discovered all this footage and all they, and they the director was still alive. There were there were people that were still uh, that worked on the movie that were still around that they had to get get them on an interview before they went and it was uh, you know we recorded the score for the documentary in um, in Europe in uh, in the in Czechia or some people call it the Czech Republic and um, that's uh, but uh, in Prague with the Prague um, Philharmonic so I've done all sorts of stuff yeah but this has a certain special place in my heart. You know, because I, I think it resonates from uh, from my movie experiences from when I was a kid. That's amazing. Wow. Congratulations on finding something that you can truly put yourself into and still continue to love it 30 years later. 35? 30. 30. 35. 35 years later. Years later. Yeah. I mean, it's crazy. Not, I mean, relationships don't last that long. A lot of things don't last that long. I mean, no. and, and to have that kind of passion for something... Mm-hmm. For that long, yeah, that's incredible. And my props out to the Kyoto brothers for kind of keeping up with the fan base. You know, we're 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 going to be appearing next week. This time next week, I will be in Philadelphia, uh, all over the place. in a giant giant uh, drive-in theater, and it's all things Killer, Killer Clowns. Clowns. Yeah, and it's just me and the Kyoto brothers. That's wow. so rad. And uh, uh, there's a lot of people. I, I don't get to see many people on the East Coast, so it's going to be really wonderful. There you go, D on the East Coast. He's it's, hanging out there. It's called um, 
uh, KyotoCon. KyotoCon. Wow. Yeah. Dude, that should be good. Oh, yeah. Let me ask you. So we, we went into how you got into the movie, how, like, you got pulled in and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, what are your – what's your advice for someone who's trying to also break into the industry? Well, it, it, it depends what you want because, uh, you know, if you want to get in the industry – in, you're talking about the mu- music, creating music for yeah. movies, yes. commer- for media. Right. Me- we call it media composer now. It used to be called film or TV composer. Now it's kind of all those lines have blurred. Yeah. Um, you have to decide. You have, you have to have a clear vision of what you want to do. That's And you got to be honest with yourself. Right. Now, I know um, composers that are massively, massively financially successful that you probably never heard of them right and they have houses in uh, you know they have a studio in in, in la they have uh, an apartment in uh, in a facility that they work out of in london they have a, a place in switzerland and uh they do commercials right corp commercials for big name brands and for big ad agencies and they work with the best musicians in the world the same musicians that play for a marvel movie will play in these commercials right you know but they're kind of behind the scenes you know they're not like it, the commercials don't say music by so and so yes you know so they're very happy and that's an entirely different business the way that's set up i could do a whole uh, the, the way that's set up, you you have to have an incredible sales team, um, a, 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 a account representatives that keep everything because you're working with you're working with like an an advertising agency that their client is Netflix or right. their client might be Microsoft, you know, big companies, and they just have protocols and certain ways of doing anything, everything. So all that has to be filtered in such a way where you can be creative and do your thing and then allocate. I, I worked for a company like that, for a, a music production company like that. And uh, I would get calls um, in, the, in the middle of the night. It says, you've got to start working on this. Uh, at this we're doing a Pontiac commercial. And we have to have it done by tomorrow at 5. And they're calling me at 2 in the clock in the morning. Right. And I go, okay, send me the video. Yeah. You know? And so uh, I'd work on it, and I would, have it, I would have to have it done by 5. But I wasn't the only one. There was like five other people from this company that were doing something because they wanted the account. Right. So uh, sometimes I got, you got paid n- no matter what. And so uh, it, it's a totally different business. It's literally a business. I mean, that's one way you could do it. But you have to you have to learn what the machinations, what are the steps, what what's the structure. It's not just a magical thing that you 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 know when you see behind the scenes and you see a director co- talking to a composer. That's like the tip of the iceberg. Right. There's all the other structure that goes into it. So, I would have to say whatever you choose to get into, you have to have a, a, a purpose. A re- why are you doing it? Is you doing it just to just to make money? Sure, you could do that. You right. could do that. Do you want to express yourself? You know, uh, do you want to distinguish yourself as uh, a person who creates this music, or do you want to like, create music independent of films? Here's a great model. Um, when um, David Fincher, who directed the um, the Social Network, mm-hmm. right, when he approached um, Trent Reznor, right to do that score. He didn't tell Trent Reznor, you know, Trent, I really love these, the score to um, 
pretty woman. Yeah. I love that. Can you do something like that? No, no. He has recognized that Trent Reznor has a certain voice, yeah. a certain vocabulary, and a certain sound. Can you express yourself for my movie? You know, yeah. you can get into that. I think, I think you, know, you, you, you know, if you feel that you're more of an artist, you can just make your own sound and distinguish your own sound. And there are so many venues to, uh, to uh, exhibit your music right. now. It's they were unheard of in my time. I used to have to make a, a demo tape and send it out to people, and ninety uh, percent of them would come back to me unopened, you know. Or you'd have to call on the phone. Hi, I'd li- I'd like to audition for your movie. Well, who are you? My name is so and so, and I have this music, and I'd be willing to do. It. And uh, you know, it's like a hundred guys calling. Right, right. You know, you know, and so, and then it's like the matter of. One of my mentors was a uh, composer named uh, Bill Conti. He did the music score to um, Rocky. Okay. So he lived basically within walking distance of me Mm -hmm. in a part of um, uh, just south of Hollywood. I mean, still all part of L.A. Um, It was called, um, um, oh, it's not Highland Park. What is it? Hancock Park. Where, you know, the houses are like, there's an acre on each you know, it's basically where the, 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 the mayor's mansion is. Okay. Stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. So he lives in that neighborhood. He had already done, was successful with Rocky. He got the Academy Award for the right stuff. He was working on a uh, James Bond movie at the time. Anyways, so he schooled me in because he had come from nothing. Right. So working big time. So he kind of schooled me in, but it's a model that mostly works in that era from like the – the 60s, 70s, going into the 80s. So it's a little outdated. Well, it's... Um, Time has changed. Some of yeah. it. Some of it is outdated. But the one one thing that is not outdated is that you, got, you have to get to know other creative people. You have to... In other words, uh, it's good to know other musicians and other... Right. Uh, that's good. Right. It's really important to know other filmmakers. Right. Which means you go to all the... Um, uh, all the film festivals. You go to all the screenings as right. much as you can. You get seen around, and then there, someone may make a film that has an okay score, and you like the film. And then some, you you see if you talk with the director, you introduce yourself, see if you get along with them. Yeah, you know, just all networking. So, so, it, it, yeah, you have to. There's a social aspect to it and some people it's that's really tough for them to cross that boundary right you know because uh you know sometimes artists are introverts i have my periods where i'm introverted and there's some people sometimes i don't i go right up and talk to someone you know um and then I'll, i'll surprise myself there was a there was someone i know that um there's a company that i worked for we're not worked for excuse me there's a company that uh, had administered a lot of my music. And it seemed like I wasn't getting calls from them anymore, right? So, uh, and there was a uh, kind of a shift in personnel. The company's called, I'll tell you who it is, the company's called Extreme Music. It's uh, Hans Zimmer's company. And so I had, um, I submitted my music, uh, I'm not going to go into that thing, but through a a number of acquaintances, I was able to get my music to the right person. And they say, I, we love this. Can you get us like a whole bunch more? I need tons more of this stuff. And so I did. And that was maybe in the mid 
uh, mid two thousands, like two thousand seven, two thousand eight, mm-hmm. and then for years I didn't hear from her. You know, and I would submit stuff and nothing would happen. And they found out that the guy that that he was one of the co owners, one of the co CEOs of the companies. Wow. Oh, he's the one of the creative directors. He left the company. He wasn't there anymore. Right. So I was sending emails to something that was closed. Yeah. Oh, he left two years ago. And then then I look at it and I go, it's in the trades yeah. that he retired. Oh. So the his partner was still with the company. And so I, my goal was to get to him somehow. And I, you just can't send an email. I, and I did send an email. I says, hey, uh, your partner and I had all kinds of film. And then I would just get – it would get intercepted by someone who said – Send it to the A and R person in London. You know, mm. they go, Ugh. So there was a screening. It was for like you know prehistoric planet or something, and right. he was going to be there. And I was there. I was there with a friend of mine who had just an incredible guitar player played on most of the tracks for the video game. His right. name was Jonathan Padilla, incredible, innovative guitarist and composer. And I said, Johnny, you got to come with me. We're gonna let's let's, inter, let's meet up with uh, meet up some people. He had just had a brain tumor, so this so this cat is um, living in East LA. He's Mexican, mm-hmm. right? And he's tall, big dude, and he has long rock and roll hair, but <laughs> is bald. Yeah, with like a gnarly fucking Scar. thing on it. Got, yeah, don't wear your hat. You gotta like show that off, man. That is. Bad fucking ass. Yeah. You say that and say, I'm a, uh, I play metal guitar and I compose music. <laughs> People say, I believe you. Yeah. <laughs> and so anyway, so. That's a first impression right there. Yeah, yeah. So, But it's sweetest kid. Really, sm- really bright. Really right. smart. Um, I mean, there are times where I'll say, John, can you do the sample brass parts for me on this one? I, I'll give you the basic notes, but you got to voice it out for me. You got to finish it. And he'll do it. And he'll be superb. You know, right. right. So, I so he went to the screening, and there was the CEO of the company, the guy whose emails were going to. Yeah. And I walked straight up to him, and he stopped talking to other people. And I go, "His name is Russell Emanuel." I go, "Russell, yeah, uh, yeah, John Masari, yeah. Thank you for helping me put my kids through college, because <laughs> <laughs> they administer music. Because you have music yeah. with them, it gets placed. Right. It, they'll use it in commercials, video games." Uh, movies, uh, trailers, you name yeah. it, right? So I said, he goes, oh, how you? I'm doing fine. But you know what? I want to introduce you to a friend of mine I'm working with. See that big tall dude with the, looked like a, a horse, with a horseshoe, like yeah. a horse kicked him in the head. He's an incredible, you got to meet him. He, he lives in East LA, incredible musician. We went over there. We talked next, the next week we were in his office having a meeting. Yeah. So uh, we're developing something. See, but you ha- I had to get out. Yeah. You know, you I can't to be there. I, you yeah, have to rub the elbows you and have shake to the hands. Go there, but you have to do it in such a way that's genuine. Right. See, if I was sitting there going to sell myself like a used car salesman, it's one thing. But I said, no, I work with someone that's really incredible. And I'm so happy. I want to inter- share that with you. And it's like, okay, I want to meet this guy. There's a guy that looked like a horse just stepped on his head <laughs> and he survived. I got to meet that guy. So anyways, uh, Johnny, I hope you don't mind me telling that story, but it's really inspiring. Anyways, he's, um, well, no, that, that was a big, uh, endorsement. For him. Yeah. 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 It was a big endorsement for him. And, uh, it was a great screening. And, uh, so that's what I'm saying. So that's what Bill Conti 
I'm going back to that story. You're right. telling me like you just gotta find someone that you can connect with some way on, on a personal level, and then you can go that next level where they where they you'll elicit trust where they'll work with you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So anyway, so that's uh, that's one of the aspects. Of how does how do people get started? I wish I could just say, you know, the trap I fell into is that I was trying to make everyone happy. When right. I first started out in the business, right? Because I think my family thought, well, we, when you graduate UCLA, you'll just go to Universal Studios and then Paramount Studios yeah. and MGM Studios and fill out an application, and then you'll get like an apprentice job and stuff like that. And I did get apprentice jobs, but not at the studios. I mean, I, I my first apprentice job was with uh, a composer named Jerry Fielding, who did a lot of Clint Eastwood movies. He, he did uh, a lot of television. He did some Star Trek episodes mm-hmm. as well. And uh, the very famous one, The Trouble with Tribbles. Mm-hmm. The composer did that. I, like, was his, like, uh, he was my mentor. Yeah. And, I, and I would do little orchestrations for him and things like that. And then um, and then after that, I worked with David Rose that did Little House in the Prairie. Okay. A, a series that I, had, I would have no interest in working on. If someone gave it to me, I would go, mm, Yeah, know. this ain't me. I, I don't want to do that. <laughs> I, I, can't, I can't. I can't add synths to this. Can, can, I do, can I do distorted guitars then? No, no. it doesn't work. So, uh, but I learned how to do that kind of music. Okay. You know, he literally, he was 80 years old. And I was like 25 or 26. Yeah. So he was well, like basically my great-grandfather kind of yeah. thing. So uh, he just said, here's some themes. He wrote them out. Yeah. Go into my other room with a piano. Don't come out until you have some variations and some, like, you, you, you do some harmonies behind it. They're different than what I gave you. Right. And so I went there and tinkered around and I brought it back. He goes, okay. Yeah, he literally looked at it and said, okay, uh, I, we, we can work together. Why don't you come next week? What do you need? And at the time, you know, I said, well, 250 would be good in my head. I didn't say a month because my rent was at the time was like n- not even $85, right? Because uh, rent, the, 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 when, uh, during that time, the, the ratio of what you made to the expenses was, was comfortable. Okay. You know, like your rent was basically 20% of, your, of what you earned. Not, not 90%. Yeah, not like now. <laughs> yeah. not, not now where you have to get five people to rent. Anyways, yeah. so, so he goes, okay, 250 a week, I'll give it to you. I'm going, oh, that's 1000 a month. Wow, that's fantastic. That was like $400 more a month working at a uh, a warehouse that I was working at. Right. Which was making 600 a month, you know. And But now I get to work on music. Yeah. So it was really, it was really magical. So I, I learned a lot doing that. And... Um, but, um, but what you, what you really break out and I, I didn't, you know, I never thought that like, oh, at some point I'm going to do his job. I never thought that way. Yeah. It's like a learning experience. As a matter of fact, he had a hobby of fixing steam, uh, miniature steam engine trains. So I would be also helping him take apart <laughs> engine components to, yeah. a, to a miniature steam engine that he had, he would have a mechanic come over to like remachine parts, and mm-hmm. he would just go around his house. He had this big property uh, in uh, in Encino that this this train would go in his front yard and backyard, and, and that was his thing. That was his joy, you know. 
Oh, that was his big hobby. Plot twist. We're sitting with the composer for the commercial of the Lionel Coin Bank right here. Dude, I, I'm learning <laughs> the that. What? The what? Lionel Coin, Coin Bank or whatever? Oh. I, <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't know. I mean... Uh, you, I mean, so to, to, so I'm I'm trying to like give some insight to that experience. Yeah, you just got to the three the three P's: persistence, persistence, and persistence without pissing people off. Right, that's four P's. Get right? the four P's in. Yeah, you have to. I be, can only get one in. One P. You know, yeah. you, you have you, you you have to find your value. Right, and and you know you have to be invaluable so that people say you know it's going to be hard to replace John. Yeah. I, we can't let him go, you know. This is you know because he's very unique. What he he always delivers for us what we want and then some, and that that would go for everyone. Yeah, you know. I I mean you could know your DAW, your digital audio workstation backwards and forwards. Yeah. You could be those if you don't communicate with people that create stuff. It's it's going to be more difficult. Yeah, dead end. But I would encourage people to be their own artist first. Right. I'm not saying that would work, but it might be more satisfying. Right. You know, you, you, with all Actually enjoy what you're doing. Yes. Yeah. With all that's available, you can, you can earn an audience and grow that audience. Right. You know. I'll tell you one thing. Having you on one episode is just not enough. You, we, I feel like we barely even begun to he, scratch. He wants to kick me off the show. No, I need you to come back so we can talk some more because, I mean, okay. there's a plethora of things that... I mean, holy shit, your life and the things you have done, the people you have walked with, talked with, have, you know, shared bread with, Mm -hmm. the different, like, elements of movies and Mm -hmm. TV and commercial. Fuck, man, you live an awesome, interesting life. Oh, thank you. Thank you very much. And people should only want to be able to do the kind of things that... That, that make them want to get up in the morning to go do something fun and, and hopefully make some money. And that's the important thing is waking up in the morning, not staying in bed, and doing something. Yeah. Being productive. The, yeah. But then for yeah. PPs, P's, PPs. PPPs. Persistence, P-P-P. persistence, persi- persistence, and yeah. don't piss people off. Yeah. That's a big thing. Don't piss anyone <laughs> off. Uh, John, where can we follow you on the social media so that we can keep up to date with all the things that you are going to, all the different cons that you're going to be doing mm-hmm. and all that good stuff? Where should we follow you, and where can we go find tickets? Okay. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. That's my mom. That's my aunt. Who's calling me? I'll see right now. You got to press, you gotta press probably, the button. And I'm trying to get to it. Probably Amy asking me when I'm coming home. <laughs> She's going to mad because you call her voluptuous. Uh, caller, you're on pigs. East Coast, take it over, pigs radio, son. Brooklyn in the house. Brooklyn yeah. in the house. This is D Rotten all the way from D's Coast. What's up, D? Hang, hang up, hang up, hang up. Jalen told y'all how to hang call up. him, bro. He's from the <laughs> East Coast, man. We taking over fucking Compton. Y'all motherfuckers are sleeping, bro. We running the show over there. <laughs> I just want to ask my man John one question. Go ahead. Go for it. John, what the fuck is your favorite movie of all time? Your favorite movie? Oh man, I that that I don't have one favorite movie. I honestly don't. I mean, is there a movie? Top two, top two, top two. Uh, to, to, well, okay. So you're saying a movie that, like, when it's on, I'll kind of stop and watch it. Definitely. Okay. 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 I can't say it's my favorite movie, but there are certain movies that, when when they present themselves, I go, oh, yeah, I, got, I, I just got to watch this. I know it's, it's, and it's not for all the reasons you may think. It's Rambo. 
Rambo. Okay. Great. Oh man, don't Classic. play that. Don't play that last scene. Oh, so good. Oh, right now I got I got uh, goosebumps. Yeah. You know when when they when 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 his uh, commander calls him. And he says all the stuff that happened with his friends and stuff like that. I saw it in the movie theater. I lost it completely. I completely broke down. And I will let myself, not with people around, watch it, and I will shed tears. I will shed tears. fuck with John Rambo, bro. Oh, yeah. I will (laughs) shed tears because that rage was justified, you know. And... um, and uh, recently, just uh, buried my uh, um, father-in-law, and I had this wonderful speech prepared, you know, with quotes from, from Mark Twain and everything. And then I looked around. We were in this, like, gazebo, and, uh, uh, you know, amongst... This is in San Diego. It, it, it was in the cemetery with an ocean of resting souls. Some of these could be boys that were 18 years old when they died and then some people could have died in natural causes most of them probably died in service and i couldn't speak so it's like it was the same experience as uh, as that rambo so does that answer your question so Ram- okay, rambo. Really, you had a coast represent there you go the man from brooklyn there we there go, you go. there you go i'm gonna be in philly i'm gonna be that's the east coast representing right there the yeah. only way they know how yeah, yeah. block block them block them <laughs> uh so uh, once again uh john's gonna be invading the east coast out in philadelphia go get your tickets once again where do we follow you so well we it's can... not in philadelphia it's gonna play be in the poconos oh the poconos at a big drive-in theater called the mahoning drive-in theater Mahoney. That's next week. Okay. You know, for all you people on the East Coast. Um, come out and see me and the Kyoto Brothers. We're supposed to be there's playing Killer Clowns both nights. Nice. Friday night and Saturday night. And then um, then of course there's Horicon LA that's September thirtieth and October first. At the LA Convention Center. It's like you know, it's like if Prada or 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 um um Think of a, a high-end clothing. Gucci. Uh, Gucci decided they were going to have a horror convention. That would they it would be Horicon LA. Nice. <laughs> Hell yeah. Horror with style. Get right. your That's spooky underwear. Over Absolutely. Here. Some thangas on yeah. right now. Uh, John, thank you so much for coming down. Thank we're going to get man. you over to the synthesizers. I was wondering when that was going to happen. That's going to happen right now. We're okay. going to take a quick little break. Uh, you guys can check out this track by Calaverex coming all the way from Mexico City for Goth Oween. It's right in time for all the spooky stuff. So Scam code rabbit. Uh, there is no cue card code called rabbit. Third floor. <laughs> There's no third floor. <laughs> Uh, we're going to be right back. We're going to get yeah. John over to the pig stage. We'll be right back, guys. We have four minutes. Keep it locked here. Let's get the 
Welcome to PigsRadio.com. We got a lot in store for you, so strap on and bend over. Pigs Radio! Once you come, you won't let go. Pigs Radio! Sit right down and enjoy the show. Pigs Radio, episode 492. We're getting things up. Oh, wait. Is there a black screen right there? There we go. Uh, once again, this is a special treat for us. We weren't really planning for this. Uh, John brought his synthesizers. We don't even know what is going to like really go down because this is all, all there. What happened, Zach? What? Uh, what? Uh, no, wait. Not yet. I still got on that. Oh. I'll let you know right now. Right. Yeah. I don't know what's going on. Hey. I just work here. Yeah, barely. 
Okay, and, and then I'll cue you for the track that I made. Yes. So, um... Here we are. Okay, so I got this beautiful little uh, uh, microcorg on rever um, reverb.com not too long ago. And what I love about this, most artists that I know that, like, buy a new piece of gear, they don't want to know how it works. They just want to turn it on <laughs> and see what kind of great... Uh, sounds they can get out of it and so uh, that's what we're doing tonight I'm gonna go through this basically for the first time and just jam around like I would and let the sounds uh, dictate what I play or what I play dictate the sound it's gonna be great dude. Oh, yeah. I have to take a snort of coke <laughs> sorry <laughs> okay here we go
to this. I think we can get that track going. Okay, I have to turn it off and turn it on. Sure. Because it's it's mad at me now. <laughs> Ready? It's going to turn it off? Yeah, go ahead. Okay, one, one two, three. <laughs> Put it back on. Gotta say a spell for it. to play with that track. Sure. All right. Okay. Very serious now. <laughs> you can play the track now. And... Thank you. 
John Masari, obviously the world famous composer. We want to thank you for hanging out here at Pigs Studios, Pigs Radio. Live on stage. Live on stage. It happens. Once again, just to jam out, I mean, on a Sunday night and have some crackers and tacos and just hang out and talk and share some tracks and see you play with your toys. It's a good time, man. Uh, yeah. Thank you so much. Uh, congratulations on all the success. Thank you for the tacos. Yeah, absolutely. 35 Cheers. fucking years. Uh, and we're going to keep going and keep rolling with just even more. I mean... You, you might not think it, but we're going to go for another 35 on this, on this Killer Clown stuff. So <laughs> let's just go. You got it, guys. Uh, and the video game. And don't forget, don't forget, we've got September 30th and October 1st at Horicon LA. Best place to be. Get your tickets. Don't forget, right after that, on the 30th live performance, uh, you're producing the whole entire show. The Dickies will be there. Yes, the, for 35th annual celebration music celebration of killer clowns from outer space and we've called the show the darkest carnival the darkest carnival so come on and see it there we go guys once again thank you guys for hanging out here on pigs make sure you like subscribe tell your mom about us because your girl already knows on that note zach you're a bitch and pigs out <laughs> take care everybody and now ladies and gentlemen <laughs> Hey, yo, DJ, stop the music! Countdown! Countdown! 5, 4, 3, 2, one. Initiating shutdown sequence. 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Fuck you! Fuck you! Fuck you! You're cool! Fuck you, I'm out! This show may cause birth defects and or cancer. Void where prohibited in the southern red states. Official sponsor of the Special Olympics. Not really. 2% financing available for nothing. See your official Toyota dealer for recall as penalty for not buying American. This show may cause massive amounts of marijuana consumption. This show has been a joint venture of cockballs and ass. Free salad tossing available. Upon request, visit RobertReese.com. Sexual relations among cousins is not incest. Thank you. That will conclude this evening's entertainment.